four, three, two, one. and salutations for the second review of this week um, as we tackle Nex Machina. Right, um, so for those uh, who may not remember or who missed it, we did an interview with the uh, developer of the game, uh, House Mark, on Tuesday. Um, and if you want to learn more about, uh, you know, like the background and everything about this, I recommend go checking that out on our archives. Um, but uh, for a quick summation, uh, Next Machina is another twin-stick shooter from arguably the masters of the genre, uh, House Mark. If you don't know who they are, uh, they, they are a Finnish developer who has done a lot of this sort of game, uh, especially on the PlayStation family of platforms, uh, Super Stardust HD and Super Stardust Delta being standouts, among others. Uh, in fact, uh, they have another game similar to this. Jeez, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Alienation, there it is. Yeah. Uh, you know. But they mentioned that was a bit more hardcore um, than this one. Uh, I'm like, I'll be honest, I don't know because I've never played. I, I, I haven't played a lot of their uh, games because they're exclusive to the PlayStation and I don't have a PlayStation of any sort. No. Um, last game I played of theirs was the um, Metroidvania uh, Outland. And Outland ha has a lot of connections to their other game that they released recently, Matterfall. Not so much uh, Next Machina here. Next Machina actually shares a lot of DNA with um, some of the um, most seminal twin-stick shooters ever made. Um, Robotron uh, 2084, Smash TV, and the like, because... This game was done with um, input from, I guess, genre inventor, for lack of a better term, uh, Eugene Jarvis. Like, he's the guy who's usually credited for inventing the genre because he made Robotron 2084 and Smash TV, which pioneered, like, the two main types of uh, twin-stick shooters. And Next Machina here definitely falls into the Smash TV uh, category. Um, granted, Smash T TV may be kind of an obscure frame of reference in this day and age because uh, Smash TV came out, shit, what, 1990? Something ironically, like that. Ironically, that's, that was the reference that I got because I remember... I think it was in, like, Nintendo Power or one of the guides that they sent you for Nintendo Power seeing the 
seeing a, a review of that game. Mm. Yeah, I'd but... buy that for a dollar. <laughs> now, I'll be honest, uh, you know, as much as I enjoyed Smash TV, I thought the sadly obscure sequel, Total Carnage, was even better. Like, There was a sequel? A spiritual sequel called ah. Total Carnage. I'm like, I played a lot of that in college because I had the Midway Arcade Treasures 2 uh, for my GameCube. In fact, I think I still have that um, somewhere in storage. But, uh, you know, uh, the point is, those are really good twin-stick shooters. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie, uh, Next Machina is one of the best games I've played all year. <laughs> you know, um, that being said, it's not a game I could play for very long, literally, because um, you might be uh, seeing the footage we're showing here on the screen, and if not, well, you know, if you're listening to the audio version, um, the game is intense. Mm -hmm. Very, very intense and very um, yeah. uh, unrelenting. Yeah, there are lots of things to shoot, and you have to avoid getting hit, and then there are things you have to tag to save them. Humans. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where the Robotron 2084 slash Defender. I, I know Defender is an actual inspiration here, but he, uh, Eugene Jarvis did make Defender as well. Um, you, you know, a big part of this game is saving the humans. And that was a big part of Robotron 2084. Uh, in fact, that was the um, goal of the game. You had to save the last family from, you know, robot extinction. I'm not sure if it's quite the same here. Uh, like, I'll be honest, I'm not exactly sure if this game had an actual story. Like, there's, like, like kind of a story trailer on Steam, but... You know, th th this, is a, this is a game where, the, if there is a story, it's a basic framework to justify the universe and everything, you know, to describe what you're fucking shooting, and beyond that, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know it's like, you're not going to be really concerned with deep lore or uh, wanting to learn more about the various things that you're shooting. I mean, like, the game, they want you dead, you want them dead. There you go, have fun. Yeah, and um, you don't want the humans dead. Like I said, you know, th this game is really throwing back to, um, you know, very arcade experiences. Mm -hmm. And that ties back to why I really couldn't play this game for very long, because um, there aren't a lot of... There, I think there's about five uh, levels in this game, but it's also... They're they're fairly long, you know. It, it, it's not an arcade length experience. It's definitely a console length experience, and that's an important designation because um, it'll take you about uh, like it can take you about a maybe a half an hour to get through the game uh, through a level first time out, May, uh, maybe more. Um, that's because um, you, I'll note. This game is only five, like five or so levels long, but that's not really the key here into in terms of playing. Um, this game is really focused on replayability um, and score. Yeah, right. Because um, you know, do, do, don't want to do the best, do, or you want to do the best you can until you get touched and then you die. 
Right. Well, it's not only that, but um, there are secret humans to find. There are secret um, exits to find. Uh, there are um, option. There are specific enemies that uh, show up randomly, like uh, the visitor. Not maybe not the visitors, but um, I'm trying to think the uh, the blue spider things that show up. The disruptors. There we go. Yeah. Um, th those show up in random places. Um, and you're not going to be able to find all this shit your first uh, your first time out. Um, in fact, you know, it, it's like you know, I've played the first level quite a bit, and I'm I'm definitely finding new things to like every time I play it. You know, um, memorization is another uh, big part of this game because um, nothing here is random. Like, the enemy patterns and such, they're fixed. Like, um, the enemies you encounter here are always... They're always going to be the enemies you encounter. Yeah. So, uh, and that plays into the gameplay and, the, like, the nuances of getting the high score. Um, we didn't really... Yeah, and actually, even the normal difficulty gives you a good number of lives, isn't it? I know on easy you have infinite lives, basically. So you can um, just Normal playing. gives you 99 continues. Yes. Yeah. So, unless you're playing on a really hard difficulty, which I think you might have to unlock. Um, yes. Um, you can. Uh, you've got the. Uh, you've got the easy, medium, uh, hard. Uh, but like the extreme mode, the hardest mode, you do have to beat the campaign in order to unlock. I'm like. Anyway, um, what I was getting getting at here is. Um, the main, the arcade mode is continuous. Like, you've got to play all five um, levels in succession. And I couldn't do that because, A, the, um, my hands started cramping. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, the, this, uh, this game being this intense, this um, unrelenting, it's gonna. It's literally gonna hurt after a while. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't really take a break either because this game also has some pretty high specifications. Yeah, my computer did not like this, so I was only able to play for a very short amount of time before it started bitching at me too much. Yeah, like this game did not like me setting it aside um, so I could. You know, I don't browse the internet for about 15 minutes so my hands could recover. You know, now uh, it's not like it's not all lost because you can unlock the individual levels um, if you get to them, so you can practice and find all the all the things and such. You know, provided you don't just you know watch it online or whatever. Like, um. But yeah, it's like um, it's just really mechanically solid and tight, and a, an excellent throwback to um, the golden age. Not just like the golden age of arcades, but um, I guess the silver age, whatever we call that, uh, whatever we call the early '90s arcade experience. Um, but that's how it is mechanically. Visually, it's very much a modern production, and. I'll be honest, I have my problems with that. Um, that is to say, uh, you'll notice it, there's a lot of neon on screen. 
Um, there's a lot of visual. That, that is the aesthetic. Yeah, Housemark yeah. does like their neon. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're they're not the only one. Like Geometry Wars and a lot of other twin stick shooters um, use this modern uh, exploding neon ecstatic. And I've always had a bit of a problem with it because it's so busy, you actually lose track of where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that a couple mm-hmm. times. Same. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's like, you know, I under like they may like this thing, but I'm like, I've always found it a bit of a cheat because I always found it like it, it inflated the difficulty of things because I don't know where I am, and there's so many colorful things, my eyes literally cannot find you. Yeah. Someone send help. Something and I'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Maybe that's a subjective thing, but, you know, it's like, I've always been, you know, it's like, I've always found it a little um, bit of detritus because, you know, it feels like you're making me, you know, you're making things more difficult because I literally do not know where I am. Now, next Machina here kind of alleviates the problem. Um, you'll notice, like, your uh, laser shots are blue versus uh, the red of the enemies. But, you know, even then, you're still gonna, you know, your guy yourself is pretty small and yeah. pretty gray. So, yeah. I lost track of um, of whomever the hell I'm playing as. I, I don't even know if the Avatar has a name. Um, Again, if he does, he they don't mention it in-game because there's, like, no story. I hereby dub him Neon Joe. Works for me. I'm like, um, and the game is fairly simple. Um, uh, you know, it's striving for that arcade purity. Uh, And as such, the controls are pretty simple. Um, It is, it is, you know, twin stick in the true sense that you move in one direction, you fire with the other stick. Like, and uh, you've got two other buttons. You've got a dash, um, which can be a real lifesaver in um, precarious situations because um, you are not just invincible, but you can kill enemies with your dash. In fact, there's a power-up called the triple dash. Yeah, and there's a really early on you are, hey, here's a wall of uh, electricity. Uh, I bet it kills me if I walk through it. It does, yeah. but if you dash through it, you're okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and um, you also get secondary weapons, which range from the um, stupidly useful to the profoundly useless. Like I am looking at use. Uh, power shot's actually um, pretty useful if you know how to use it, although I preferred the laser, even though oh, the yeah. laser was slower. Uh, the useless one for me was sword, because that's a melee attack. Oh, and I in this game, you, sword. In this game, you do not want to be close to your enemies. No, you do not. Nope. Most useful for me was the rocket launcher. Because it's a rocket launcher. Yeah, and it had a ridiculously <laughs> short cooldown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you do also fight end bosses at the uh, end of each level. Um, <laughs> and they, uh, I'm like, they're actually a bit of a genre change because it goes from twin stick to, well, I mean, you can see it on screen here. It goes bullet hell. 
Yeah, uh, so get your tofu, tofu, or <laughs> toho reflexes in. God, I know words. I'm a streamer, damn it. Yeah. I'm gonna go cry now. Yeah, but you know, uh, Petty Pan just beat the first boss here, and you know, it, it does uh, the bullet hell thing. Um, and I found that to be a regular occurrence. You know, the bosses will get much more intense um, as things progress. Like, that set of the second world boss is a pile of bullshit and chips, but that's neither here nor there. Like, uh, let's see. The music. Um, contrasting to a lot of games we've played uh, recently, the music is actually one of the top aspects of the game. Um, not only was it memorable, it's pretty pumping. You know, as you as you'd yeah. expect for a neon arcade shooter or a neon arena shooter. Yeah, and given the general aesthetic, it should surprise nobody that the um, genre is techno. Yeah, Keller meets or rock. Guess, yeah, or I guess we're calling that EDM these days. I was expecting rockabilly, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, it's a musical choice that goes very well with this uh, genre. And, un like, unfortunately, I don't think, uh, or at least uh, the next, uh, like, next monkey that doesn't have a soundtrack available on Steam. Do you want to check, like, Bandcamp or SoundCloud? Uh, I, I, I'm trying to, like, I think they mentioned that they had the um, soundtrack on the PlayStation Store, but I'm like, not Steam. Like, which is a shame, because this is actually a soundtrack I wouldn't mind uh, own owning. Um, you can get the soundtrack on the uh, uh, web on on the website. Um, it's literally called nextmountainasoundtrack.com. Well, by that's it's a thing. That's specific. Yeah. Well, so it's available even if it's yeah. not on Steam. Yeah, it's like you can buy the OST for um, nine ninety five pounds. Of I, course. Which well, translates to more than nine ninety five dollars, but not as much as it used to. And you can listen listen to it on Spotify and iTunes. Remember that. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, you can't buy it alongside the game itself. At least not right now. I, I think that might be um, maybe related to the um, upcoming documentary. Uh, if you once again recall the interview we did on Tuesday. Um, this game was the subject of a um, documentary, and that's being produced by an outside company. Uh, I, I don't remember. Like I said, it, it is a shame that um, the soundtrack, you, you can't get it alongside the game itself on Steam. No. I mean, you can still uh, very much get it on PC, but you know, unlike a lot of games we feature here, it's not with the package. To be fair, the music player thing Steam gives you is kind of crap. Yeah, right. I, when I want to, whenever I want to play the things from a Steam thing, I just dig through my Steam files and <laughs> just play it from the file explorer. Fair enough. I'm just saying, you know, it's unfortunate that the option isn't there. Yeah, that's the easiest way to sell something, sell a game soundtrack. Is just say, oh, and hey, here, here, you can also get the soundtrack when you buy the game. Yeah. Maybe even at a slight discount. Yeah. Now, um, outside of like the main campaign, there uh, and like being able to play each uh, single world, uh, single world, 
there's kind of a, uh, a mission mode, or, or rather a high score mode. Uh, like, uh, I'm not exactly sure what to class like a high score mode. Um, and you also get tokens in it that you can uh, buy more. You can use to unlock more levels with more missions. Interesting. Like they give you specific tasks to accomplish in a playthrough? A, or? Speci a specific score. Ah. Like, you know, bronze level is a million and um, gold level is five million. You know, so it's basically score attack mode, if I'm being honest here. Point, uh, and there is a local co-op mode. Um, I thought, uh, it's like, unfortunately, there isn't an online co-op mode. I'm willing to bet this um, This was maybe too hard to calib calibrate for online. Yeah, but, but lagging on this would be a bitch. Mm -hmm. And this is the kind of game where you really don't want shit to lag. Like, but, um, like, if you've got another local player... Um, yeah, it's like this is a pretty good... I, I'd imagine it's a pretty good two-player experience. Uh, I didn't have anybody to play it with because, well, everyone I know who plays the multiplayer games with me is in a different state. Yeah, and I... And not the kind of in a different state that could just be a day trip. Yeah, and I barely had a computer that could play the thing in the first place, so... Yeah, so... I'm sure but, two players would not have made it any easier... Yeah, so the point is, couldn't try that mode out, but um, it's there if you... Uh, it's if, at least a good idea in theory. Well, it's also, um, that's another thing that, you know, um, Smash TV, Total Carnage, uh, what have you, had the two-player modes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's keeping in line with its uh, spiritual ancestors. Like... Right, um, so is there anything else that we need to cover in terms of this game? Um, only that I apparently suck at this game. Well, like I said, this game is really hard. Like, it's yeah. uh, controller-throwingly hard. Yeah, it's a very intense... I suppose that, that does lead into um, price. And uh, the game is $20. Like, that sounds pretty reasonable for this. I yeah, uh, uh, I'm like, that's about, um, and if somebody's um thrown off by the lack of content, quote unquote, uh, you know, once you know, it's not about how long this game is; it's about getting good at it. Right. Like, I'm actually gonna say it right here. Um, you actually do need an investiture of time to really, um, get good at this. And I don't mean just being able to, like, get through the game on easy or medium difficulty. You know, in order to tackle, like, the harder difficulties, to get the truly great scores, you need to understand how this game functions. You need to know where um, shit is. And that actually takes a fair bit of time and effort. Like, that's the kind of time and effort I just don't have these days because, well... I have two to three games to review every week. 
And yeah, if, you, so, if you want us to be the completionist, you can pay us like the completionist. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we don't have, yeah, it's like, we don't have any completionist or, hell, fi uh, finishing the game, what's that? Like, finishing the game is considered to be a bonus. Yeah, I Just think we've finished, what, maybe three games? Um, it depends on person to person, not, yeah. I'm like, I know I finished one of the games, uh, like I finished up uh, West of Loathing uh, that we reviewed back a few weeks. Well, I was more and referring I, to like, you know, in time for the review. Right. No, well, I didn't manage to do that for ah. the review, is what I'm saying. Um, anyway, point being is um, this game is a bit of, uh, not a time sink, but uh, you know it's got a steep learning curve, and you know yeah, it's it's designed to be played regularly, not just like play through it once. Yeah, and, and replayability is the name of the game here. Yeah. So with that in mind, uh, I give this game probably a you know if I you know an arbitrary number. An almost arbitrary number score, a nine out of ten. Like, um, it's just a real, you know, it, it's a really, uh, you know, it it's really firing on mostly all cylinders. Um, you know, it, it's not necessarily my kind of game these days, but if you know, this would have came out like 10, 15 years ago, well, not not just that, but um, I just don't have the time for. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, 10 to 15 years ago, you probably would have had the time for it. Maybe. Um, anyway, um, aside from that, uh, like, the the biggest problem I could see was the high um, requirements um, to get it uh, to run on a PC. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how, how it compares to the PlayStation 2, uh, sorry, the PlayStation 4 version. Um, we are not the digital foundry, so we, yeah, we, we don't really, I, I suppose we have the capacity to do that, but we don't have the um, interest in, you know, seeing how one version of the game compares to the other. Just looking at the minimum specs, it looks to be on par with what the um, PS4's PC equivalent parts would be. So I don't think they really scaled it back for uh, the um, PC. They didn't do any like compression or whatever. Mm hmm. Sounds about right. Ah, let's see. Um, so. Anything else we need to cover in terms of Next Machina? Uh, go buy it. Just... <laughs> I, uh, Especially that's... if you have a computer with a pretty uh, pretty good graphic card. Slash yeah. PS4. Yeah. Or a like, PS4. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, uh, I don't... And speaking of the uh, PS4, I'm not exactly sure how uh, much it takes advantage of the PlayStation 4 Pro. Like... Uh, yeah. Once again, it's more, I don't know, PlayStation-centric. Um, that's something we could answer, but you know, we, we didn't get a PlayStation 4 code. Also, none uh, of us own a PS4 Pro. I think I'm the only one on staff who even has a PS4 at all. Yeah, 
I'm like, there's a reason why I ask for PC games. It's the only platform all four or five of us uh, have. You know, so that makes it easy. As you might have noticed by the fact that we're reviewing these games uh, on Skype on the PC. <laughs> Skype. <laughs> Good job. I'm not the only one who fucked up tonight. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, yeah. Um, very solid and hearty uh, recommendation for Next Machina. Um, listen, it, it's probably not going to be my game of the year, but it would end up in my top ten list so far. It's that good. Um, and go buy it now is basically what we're saying. Mm-hmm. So um, with that in mind, um, we're going to take another break here. Um, because <clears throat> doing three reviews can be um, taxing on the voice. So, you know, maybe not half an hour, but maybe. I'm not sure exactly, um, ex- you know, when we're coming back, but um, we will be back for our review of Deadly, Bla- uh, Deadly Edge. And we have things to talk about here. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I shall wish you good gaming.